This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, Tim McMaster here along with Bill Chastain, our MLB.com Rays reporter. An exciting week for the Rays. We're going to continue on the podcast this week, our breakdowns of of the roster heading into 2017 as we focus on the infield of the 2017 Rays. But before we get to that, Bill, the Rays finally pull the trigger and trade a starter. The rumors have been swirling throughout the offseason and in the end, Drew Smiley is the guy that's headed away and he's headed to the Seattle Mariners. The Rays get three young players in return, two that you would technically classify as prospects, and then there's Malik Smith, who was a prospect a year ago but uh, played a little too much for the Braves to still fit into that mold. But I want to talk about him first. He's an outfielder, missed three months last year basically with a broken finger. But but in his time in Atlanta, he kind of started to show what he can do, and and the first thing he can do is he can run. He's fast. He's an outfielder um, who can really fly. The question marks around him, I guess, are if he's ever going to hit enough. What do the Rays like most about him? Uh, well, they like his age. He's, I believe he's 23. Uh, he's, like you said, he runs crazy. I mean, he's supposedly, you know, and we really hadn't seen much like that kind of speed around the Rays, save for maybe Kevin Kiermaier since Crawford and Upton left. So that's something they've lacked. So I, I just think that gives them a you know a, a young a young guy who's got great athleticism and could be an impact guy. Now with Rasmus signed obviously earlier in the week, how does that work out in the outfield? Does Malik Smith start the season in the big leagues? You know what? It's it's a crazy situation. At, at the first of the week, it was everybody's kind of wondering what was going to happen with their outfield. Now it's more confused than <laughs> than what it was at the beginning of the week, and they've made two moves. So you know you wonder what's going to happen with. Uh, Rasmus and Dickerson, you know, will one of them be in left, one of them at DH, and then what do you do with Smith? Does Smith play some right field? You know, the, and his main position is center. So are you going to, you know, you got Kevin Kiermaier in center, who's probably the best fielder at any position in baseball. So it's just kind of interesting. It's going to they they said they wanted to build up their depth, and they've done that. But um, I'm kind of of the mind that they'll they'll probably make some other moves. And yeah. of course, you know, a lot of these guys have options too. Right, so so you don't have to necessarily. You can start somebody in AAA, certainly, and, and Malik Smith might be a candidate for that because of coming off the injury and everything. Well, when you trade pitching, if you're the Rays, you want to get pitching back as well, and that was also part of this deal. Ryan Yarbrough, a left-hander, which is nice as well, um, and he's a guy with some upside, and he's not that far away either. Yeah, uh, Eric Nander uh, yesterday said, you know, speaking for the Rays, said that uh, He's got a you know really good fastball, uh, has a nice changeup and a uh, breaking ball. So they, and he, he's coming off a good season. Uh, so he, he doesn't think he's that far away. Of course, it's a pretty crowded field there. Um, you know, raised starters uh, already. So you know anything he needs to do to develop, I'm sure he's going to be given you know the right amount of time. 
Yeah, certainly no rush, and he'll start the year. I would think probably down in double-A. We'll see where he goes from there. And then the third piece to this deal uh, is Carlos Vargas, and he's kind of the the wild card in the deal. He's only 17 years old, plays a premium position as a shortstop, and he's one of these guys that the upside is there that he could become a very good, great player, but he's 17 years old. But, it, you know, you can never have too many of those guys in your system. Oh, no, and I mean, actually, they've got some pretty good shortstops at the top part of their minor leagues right now, too, you know, beginning with number one prospect, Willie Adamas. But like you say, this guy is 17, and he's a guy that uh, Ray's scouts have had an eye on you know, down, you know, where he's from and, uh, uh, they, they had interest in him and, you know, it is, it is kind of like a, you know, a long shot, you know, anytime you banking on somebody 17 at very low level, there's a lot of levels to achieve in before you get there. So, um, I would consider that a long shot. You know, most, most of them don't work out, but, uh, it looks like he was worth taking a chance on. So we'll go from a uh, infielder that, that may not find his way to, to the Rays for four five, six years, who knows, uh, until to the current infield. And when you talk about the Rays and the infield, you got to start at third base because that's been the position, Bill, that's just been locked down for so many years now. Uh, Evan Longoria coming off a real strong season in 2016. He doesn't seem like he's slowing down at all. Do you expect the same from Longoria this season? I don't see any reason not to. Uh, you know, he seems really comfortable. He's at that point in his career where he, you know, really is confident in what he's doing. He he knows the game. He's smart, uh, and you know he, he's playing a lot of games. He's not breaking down like I always thought that would be a, a big concern the way he was early in his career. But you know this guy's the cornerstone of their lineup. And then when you go around the horn, it's interesting because the it, things look different than they did a year ago. Obviously, Brad Miller was brought in a year ago. They thought he may be the shortstop for a while, but then he's going to end up probably at first base. Matt Duffy, who they got at the trade deadline in that Matt Moore trade, will be the shortstop. Um, when you look at Duffy, there was a small sample size as far as what he did with the Rays in 2016, and he was injured the whole time. So I don't think Rays fans really got a true, fair look at Duffy. But that said, he showed what he can do in the field and that he can be a solid player there at shortstop, something the Rays have been looking for for some time. Yeah, you know, he hadn't played shortstop in a couple of years because the Giants had him at third base. So it took a little while for him to get used to it again. But, you know, he just looks like a real shortstop. and. Uh, I, I really like watching the way the guy plays, and, and particularly if you uh, remember too, like you said, he was injured. You know, he was he was in pain most of the whole time he was uh, playing, and uh, you know he's got that fixed. I haven't heard of any setbacks, so having a real major league shortstop is a big deal. And you look back to two years ago for Duffy, and you hope that's the kind of production he can provide at the plate as well when he was uh, very good for the San Francisco Giants before having kind of an off year in 2016 uh, with the injury and everything as well. Uh, moving across to, to second base and, and Logan Forsythe, uh, team MVP, I guess, two years ago, um, the injury bug again last year. Uh, is he the guy that, that is the key as far as top of the order and table setter for this Rays team? Uh, I'm kind of interested to see what's going to happen, whether or not they're going to put Kiermaier at leadoff or him. I, I think it's two good choices. Um, uh, they bring different things. Uh, last year was the first year Forsyth hit leadoff, and he did a great job. But, you know, he kind of profiles as more of a, a guy who'd be hitting further down in the lineup. Uh, so, uh, you know, like I said, I think Cash will have a nice decision there between those two. But, you know, he's as solid as he comes. And, and the thing in baseball is always being consistent. This guy's just consistent. His temperament's consistent. His play is consistent. Um, you know, you just put him out there and you forget about second base. 
How about the combination, Duffy-Forsyth, as far as a double play combination? Um, is that going to be a – I mean, the way those guys can work together, we didn't really get to see much of it a year ago. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's something they, they'd probably like to work on, you know, and, and it's and it's something that probably fans and sports writers and sports commentators, you know, the little tick of a second that we don't pick up, it's almost like when you see a player who – uh, it's not an everyday player out there. It'll take you about a week to realize, you know, hey, that double play wasn't getting made when it, you know, it was just half a second off. So I, I look for them, you know, once they're working together to, to, you know, find that timing and and be efficient and probably be a pretty nice tandem there. I know remembering back to last year that when, when the Duffy trade was made, Brad Miller wasn't thrilled to to be moving away from the left side of the infield. Uh, over to first base, but he said all the right things, and and I know Bill, you talked about how uh, he he did the right things in the clubhouse and everything, and he kind of accepted where they were headed. First base was such a a hole, a black hole in a way last year. They just couldn't find the right guy to fit into that spot throughout the whole season. How confident are you that that Brad Miller is going to be able to fix that issue that this team faced last year? Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm sure if you talk to him, he's still a shortstop. So, <laughs> but it it looked really good over there, and. Uh, you know, kicking and screaming, and and I really respected the way he, you know, said that he still wanted to play shortstop. You know, he didn't give up his dream, but, you know, he moves over to first for the team. And, uh, you know, if you take away his first month of the season last year, and, of course, you know, that's a, a big if, you know, his numbers would have really been off the charts. So he's got power, he can run, and, you know, bringing a shortstop's glove over to first, uh you know, you would think that's an upgrade. So, but it's like any position in the major leagues. You have to learn the nuances and how to play the, the thing. So, you know, I'm sure there's still a little bit of a learning curve, you know, where everything's not coming natural to him, where he runs over to one place or, um, you know, where he's supposed to be when this cutoff is made and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, and obviously the right side of the infield so much different from the ball coming off the bat to to who gets that ball down the right uh, to the right side, second baseman versus first baseman. But that's what spring training's for, I guess. Then when you look at the bench as far as the infield goes, Tim Beckham is obviously there. Nick Franklin are those the two main guys, or are there some young guys that could step up here in spring training and and find a spot in a reserve role? Oh, I think Robertson could definitely you know be in that mix and. Um, you know, I, I still like Beckham myself. I think Beckham's, you know, a really good athlete. And uh, uh, I thought he showed it on a lot of occasions last year. And, of course, Franklin came a long way last year. Uh, and he's, you know, he's probably the front runner as far as their main utility guy just based on what he did last year. But, you know, I, I certainly wouldn't count Beckham out. And I really wouldn't be surprised if Robertson made the team. Certainly plenty of options. Uh, overall, a look at this infield uh, from right now to, to maybe a year ago, Bill. I just get the impression that there's a lot less questions and, and a lot more kind of solid um, and you know what you're getting going to get from this infield than what this team was facing heading into 2016. Well, you know, you dust off the memory and you try to think back. and uh, They were headed to spring training with three first basemen, including James Loney. We had Logan Morrison and uh, Steve Pierce and then Longo, you had to wonder if he was getting a little bit long in the tooth because the year before was, you know, it was kind of a succession of years that weren't up to his numbers. They were still good numbers. Uh, really, the only thing they had that was locked into place, I felt like going into last year, you know, I mean, Longo obviously is, but Forsyth and, you know, Miller, I thought had question marks going into last year. And um, even in spring training, we saw a lot of, you know, some throwing type issues that, uh, appeared during the season some, and then he got better. And 
so who knows where it's at? You know, I I kind of felt it from somebody looking at it and watching it, you kind of felt like it was something in his head. But you know, that's being the armchair psychiatrist. Uh, but definitely, the infield looks a lot better heading into spring training than it did last year. All right, so we've covered the outfield and the infield so far, Bill. Great stuff uh, from you as we work our way around the roster for this Rays team getting ready for spring training. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Rays edition. For Bill Chastain, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.